accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the Hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell! How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, my friend. How about yourself? I am doing well as well, Bell. Man, we have been gone for a minute. Uh, we took a week off because somebody was out of town. It was me. Uh, well, so- I mean, it, it was kind of a situation where like one of us went out of town, and then when the other was supposed to be back in town, they were not. Right. Yeah. It was. Right. It was. It was just. It was. It was travel. It was a whole thing. But you know what? That's uh, you know, travel. By the way, right now is is very interesting because, of course, you know, we we can travel. We haven't been able to travel for a year, and uh, so that's a big thing. But what I have found is that direct flights are good, and not direct flights are frustrating when things go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, Always get direct flights if you can. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's that's that's the lesson, kids. That's the motto. Of this podcast today, as we talk about two episodes of The Flash, uh, we're really excited to do it. Of course, we could not be here without the support of our amazing patrons at patreoncom talk. Uh, y'all are incredible, and without you, there is no us. So, thank you so much. And if you'd like to support the show, you know what? Look, look, look let me just let me just make a pitch here, okay? Uh, go for it. Okay, look the 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 Flash is not the hit CW show that it once was. Like we, we can we we all know this, we acknowledge <laughs> this. Uh, but we're all in it, okay? We've all made investments. Now, maybe you're listening to this because you are a huge fan of the show in its current state. And that's awesome. You will find in this podcast that we talk about what we love about the show. Uh, you may be in it because, you know what? It's been seven years and you're invested in these characters and you need to see how it all ends and you're a completionist. And I think we we understand that. And they're, they're, it's perfectly fine. We, we are here for both of you. We are here to celebrate what gets right on the show. And th- we've got some fun things to talk about this episode in terms of what gets right about the show. And we're also here to help you, dear listener, who might feel like, you know what? I'm just trying to get to the end. Hey, we're here to like help therapize you through that. Okay. We, <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I just word vented it, uh, which is also a word that I word vented. Uh, yes, of course. Therapize. We are here to therapize with you through it to uh, to help you get to the end because some weeks eh, the show might not do it for you some weeks you're like that was an interesting creative decision i wonder what's going on behind the scenes because it's so distracting that this person's not here but anyway we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it point is (laughs) we're we're here to have a good time on this podcast we're not here to hate on anything we're not here to bash anything we're here to have a fun time. So hopefully you will join us as we dive into two uh, very different episodes that kind of continued along a, a similar path with a lot going on. Yeah. You, are, are you ready for this? How's that as a pitch? That, that's, that's my pitch for, for, for us. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it, it works. Okay, good. Man, let's jump into it. Let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. Episode... 14 of season seven, Rayo de Luz, directed by Daniel Panabaker. Hey, directing hey, this episode. There you go. <laughs> also in this episode. <laughs> and story by Jess Carson. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, when Ultraviolet returns to Central City, Allegra is determined to find her cousin and change her heart. Meanwhile, Joe finds evidence that Kristen Kramer may not be the good cop she appears to be. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Then, episode 15 of season 7, Enemy at the Gates, directed by Joff Schatz, and story by Joshua V. Gilbert. Bell, what happened this episode? 
Well, Barry dreams about his future daughter, Nora Westallen, leading him to believe Iris is pregnant, so he works on a way to test Iris's HCG levels. Despite Barry wanting to keep her to secret, Cecile and Chester both find out. Meanwhile, Frost reluctantly brings Mark to Star Labs after he gets injured in a fight. Later, six Godspeed clones targeting Barry arrive in Central City communicating in modem speak, so Chester devises a way to translate the modem speak and then establishes a force field around Star Labs while Frost returns Mark's cryogenic technology to him. When the Godspeeds break through the force field, Chester flees to the Time Vault and has Gideon boost a modem speak signal to confuse the Godspeeds, allowing Barry, Mark, and Frost to combat them. However, one Godspeed shuts Gideon down, so Barry flees into the city with all six chasing after him. Later, another six Godspeeds appear and attack the first six before all of them inexplicably disappear. With Cecile's help in calming down Esperanza, Caitlin removes the black hole chip from her. Frost and Mark discuss their near-death experience and nearly share a kiss, but Mark escapes with his tech. Barry finds that Iris isn't pregnant and is consoled by Cecile. Meanwhile, Joe and Kramer wonder how she survived the ambush and are attacked during a stakeout. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right, let me just say this off the bat. We're going to be all over the place because we're talking about two episodes and that sort of thing. And I know everybody's here. You just got the latest episode, so we're obviously going to talk about that. And, and But it's all going to be you know mixed in with the last episode, and, and it's, it's going to be a mess. So let me let just, just say this off the bat. I'm talking to you, show. Okay, I'm talking directly <laughs> to the show itself. The 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 uh, self-aware entity that is this show. Don't you dare! Don't you dare <laughs> play with my heart again, like you did this episode. You start off with Nora walking back through the door, back into my life, into my heart, and it was a dream. I'd have I mean, slapped I- this show. <laughs> what the what was that bell what was that? you messed with my heart i've been I'm through a cynical. pandemic freaking texas froze over i am <laughs> hanging on by a thread here and you give me nora back just to take her away <laughs> my, my cold dead heart was like no she's not there like i saw it and i was like <gasps> and i was like wait no 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 they're not doing this this is a dream die um, you and, and your and i was just you uh, smart well, bell no yeah. it's not and there's nothing smart about that that's like come on like i i refuse to let my my optimism you know creep through in that moment and i was like nope it's not real it's got to be a dream. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do think like I was thinking, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I saw it and like, you know, my heart skipped a beat. I got excited mostly because I didn't realize that she was going to be in this episode. And so it was kind of like a nice surprise. And it was like, oh, it, is this is this the episode? Is this like the one where, you know, we deal with the Nora and, and she comes back or or is this? You know, and obviously this is a, you know, this back half of the season. This is kind of the grand uh, storyline, as we are very well aware. Iris and Barry have been very busy at trying to get us to Nora, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, you know, I didn't know that she was going to be in this episode. And so when I saw her, I thought that she'd be back in the episode, that maybe this dream was setting up her return. And I'm sure that it is for the season. But Wow. <laughs> As awesome as the fight sequence of of this episode was, as you know, intriguing as the Godspeed element is in in the mix, uh, as much as I am shipping Frost and uh, what do we call him? Uh, I mean, Chill Blame, but like I don't know. Didn't we have a name for him? Um, Moscato Mark. I can't. I just anyway. I'm I'm shipping them. <laughs> like, look, no, I'm I'm definitely shipping him. He's he's dumb and she's crazy, and I I, I can't. I, yes, of course. Like, let's let's get them together. Get those crazy kids together. <laughs> but regardless, as much as all that's great, man, whoo, 
I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the, for the Nora Bart, you know, I'm ready for the Nora Bart. We know it's coming and, and man. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Like I, I, I think the, uh, the pandemic kind of like broke the part or erased the part of my brain. Cause like usually, you know, you will see set photos, right. And sure. like, we'll yeah, know yeah. it's happening. And, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, the, the, the back half of the season or whatever. And, and, um, because the filming process and post-production and all that kind of stuff. But like, I saw those set photos and I was like, sweet next week, they're going to be on. And like, you know what my, I was just, <laughs> I was just so ready for it, you know? Mm, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And, um, I'm like, when, are, when are they going to, like, I figured it was going to be this episode. Like you said, you know, like it was going to be the, the, the pregnancy test was positive, and all of a sudden, boom, they show up and save them from the Godspeeds. Like, I was waiting for the, you know, like the Godspeeds, like some lightning to kind of like come up, and like all of a sudden the Godspeeds are all knocked away. Yeah. And, you know, Barry's like, what? And right, then, you know, right. The yeah. kids come in and save the, like, they, that, that, that could have happened. Of course, what we got is something perhaps more intriguing. Uh, you know, yes. this idea of a Godspeed civil war, a speedster civil war is, uh, you know, it, it, it adds to the mystery that Godspeed always is. I, you know, even during that fight sequence, between all the various Godspeeds. In my head, each one represented a very a, a different story for how they wanted to tell Godspeed, and it was just the embodiment of what went on in the writer's room for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's what the Godspeed Civil War really is. It's just like... You know, it's, it's in the writer's room. There's a civil war in the writer's room. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're like, hey, whoa, 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 guys, 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 guys. What if this is the story? <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 no. What if this is the story? Right, right. And uh, then they're like, you know what? Fine. Like the head writer's like, we're just going to do both. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so it's interesting to see how it all it'll all play out. And I think there's, uh, I think it, I think it's safe to say that the children, you know, the kids coming and the Godspeed Civil War, I, I you know, to get some speculation in here early, I think it's, you know, it's a fairly safe bet that they're going to be tied together. We even saw Godspeed in Nora's future, uh, or at least the, you know, I guess that that timeline no longer exists, but the timeline that she was originally from Godspeed was actually active in that timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least so, a Godspeed was. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it's safe to assume that if there's a Godspeed, there might also be, you know, speed kids. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that we're, we're going to see something, you know, those, those two storylines seem to be the ones that are going to inter- intermingle and uh, be connected. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to it. But before, you know, we got this episode. We did have last week's episode. And, you know, to be honest, Bell, I, I was not as excited to watch last week's episode. In fact, even when we were kind of trying to, like, you know, work our calendars, and I was like, ah, you know what, let's just roll it in. I haven't even seen the episode yet, but the feedback that I've been seeing on Twitter and on Reddit is not not particularly all that great. So, you know, let's just, you know, I assumed it would be kind of a phone-in episode. But then I watched it, and I was delighted. I thought it was really good. Yeah, the Rayo de Les, like like so. I have been saying for a while now that Allegra has the potential of being a great character. The thing that I felt bogged her down is the whole Nash connection. I thought that was a very weird forced storyline, and you know I've been waiting for her to get kind of a you know a story all her own and for us to kind of dive in more. And obviously the family connection was something they explored with her early on, but then it was just kind of in the background and. You know, now with kind of the cousin versus cousin and Allegra kind of discovering her true power, going Super Saiyan, I I really dug this episode a lot, despite the fact that, of course, I'll just go ahead and acknowledge the thing that we're all thinking. It was a Flash episode with no Flash. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the we are, you know, they're on vacation, right? Like, 
Uh, you know, this, like, I think this is like the first and only time we'll ever say Barry Allen also in this episode. Yeah, I know. Well, no, we've done it before. It, it, it has yeah. it has happened before. And occasionally they do this. They will give kind of the, the B team, except I guess this is the new A team. They'll, they'll give kind of the supporting characters a moment to shine without the flash. So it's not like this hasn't been done before. And it's not like it's a bad idea. I think it's actually a really good idea. The problem that I think could be levied at telling a story like this at this stage of the game is that it seems like the fan community broadly feels that the Flash hasn't had much opportunity to to really shine in his own show as a whole. So removing him doesn't feel that different from a normal Flash episode. Because we haven't really gotten to see him, you know, power up. And actually, if, you know, all right, so skip ahead. Again, we're going back and forth here. But in, in episode 15, Enemy at the Gates, dude, when he like yelled out enough or whatever, he said, come on. And then like just went full on on Godspeeds. I feel like it was like that. Like, yes, that is how yeah. we've been feeling, Barry. Get out there. And like we got 30 different Care Bear stairs like across these two episodes. We'll talk about that. But like Barry's finally going and he's ready to go toe to toe with an entire speedster army. And I'm like, where, where have you been? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, those Papa instincts kicking in, you know, Boy, that's what it is, man. He's got, uh, you know, the family's on the way. He's like, I gotta, I gotta step it up. I can't, you know, I can't be drinking beers on the couch here anymore. I gotta get, you know, like, let's, let's go. <laughs> so no, I, I, I dug it, man. I, I, I'm glad to see that in the following episode, but yeah, that was that, I guess that was my only real critique of the Allegra episode. I, I I like Ultraviolet as a as a villain. I like the dynamic between the two of them. Uh, I re, I will say I do always want Ultraviolet to be like get over here and like like throw something <laughs> at her. Well, I mean, she's more like Molina or Katana. You know, that's she right. Should have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she should have like size or something. That'd Finish cool. her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was it was interesting, right? Like, you know, like you said, there, it was a it was a, a chance for the I guess a team in this particular instance to like mm-hmm. shine on their own. They're, they're they're the new crew, so like, let's see how they run and let's see how they do. And um, you know, beam fights aside, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You take that back. This is the first time we got a Care Bear stare on this show, and it actually did something. No, it was a beam fight. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't really like, a Care Bear dude, stare. It was a beam. Go back fight. and watch the Care Bears. The Care Bear stare is a beam fight. That is exactly. What it is. <laughs> I just I I hate beam fights, and I, I mean like, like like I you know there there's a way to do that where like you don't have to have a beam fight, and um but still like 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 having her inner power come out and, and whatever I don't know like I, that was cool like I that I like awesome. that I just you know just beam fights come on man. I've been waiting for that though. And I mean like when when you ever you have kind of like a ranged blaster power like that, like it's going to a beam fight is inevitable. And I mean obviously we got that again in the following episode, but regardless like that I, I don't mind that especially on a television budget. I love the fact that she is like how do I say this? Like when so Caitlin also in this episode, right? Like that was that was our ongoing joke for years on the show because there was very little for Caitlin to do unless she was Killer Frost. Um, other than, you know, some good sciencey stuff in the background, but the problem is Allegra kind of has, has stepped into the show as the pseudo new Caitlin, but she doesn't really have the sciencey stuff. And like, she's got the journalism stuff, but as we've seen with Iris, that typically takes a back seat to not really even be in the show. They don't generally lean on that unless it's kind of like a forced plot line just to be like, Oh, and here's some other journalism stuff. It, it, you know, I, I will say that the way in which they handled Iris kind of the investigation of Cicada, I thought was done really well, but more often than not, 
I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to work with kind of the, the team citizen, so to speak. Um, and so it's been nice to see, I, I, I have personally had a desire to see Allegra really become her own on team flash. And I felt like in this episode, we got it like her tapping into that meta ability. Um, my hope is that she doesn't forget that she has it or rather the writers don't forget that she has it so that we can actually see that being utilized in the, in the series as a whole. Yeah, or it's not one of those situations where it's like, oh, I can only unlock it during extreme situations, so that's always going to be their go-to for it, right? Well, and, but I mean, yeah, I, that, that's that's kind of the issue you kind of run in with superhero problems is like, how do you make it so that because you know Barry's a god, right? And uh, <laughs> and so so how do you make it things challenging for him? And um, you know, in this case, the 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 god speeds are you know faster, and they they have future knowledge and tech and, and stuff like them. that. And there's yeah. a ton of them. Um, you know, w- with Allegra, um, you know don't don't make it one of those things where it's like um oh you know go allegra you got this and she's like oh i don't got it because i can't hit that thing again um because we need another emotional beat in my story for me to like access the power or something like that like have it and come up with clever ways to negate it if you must you know like i i feel like that would make overall a better a better story than just the oh she's she's got to struggle to find her power every single time she tries to well use she's it. got to train with it I mean we've seen that from all of the characters whenever they kind of have a new power they have to kind of like train with it um, there, there's been some you know like Cecile her power has kind of gone back and forth in terms of you know her her confidence with it like obviously she's confident with it now but she's almost kind of stumbled into abilities even as we saw this last past episode where now she can impart feelings onto people which is. Ooh, I, I was weird when she said that. Like, I was like, oh, that sounds like a supervillain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, psycho pirate Cecile again, maybe? <laughs> like, I mean, that's exactly what she did uh, when they got the mask out, right? She, she yeah. was like, I'm going to make the guard feel anxious so that he has to go and double check the code so we can get it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But, you know, but I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's more of a thing where it's like, here's an example of how that power can be used for evil. And here's how an example of how that power can be used for good. I don't necessarily think the power in and of itself, uh, is evil, but it's, it's, you know, it depends on how you use it. Yeah. It's yeah. in the way that you use it. I agree. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but the problem is that she's using, like, she's literally imparting, emotions into people against their will that seems you know it seems a little super so aquaman okay if you're a fish aquaman is the greatest super villain of your time because he rolls in and literally takes control of you and all your friends to do his bidding and sometimes you know like and if like it's like wait whoa 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 this dude's the king of the sea. No, he he is the oppressor of the sea he is he is like the emperor palpatine of the sea I, I I just think the fish, you know, they like him, and they're like, sure, you can, uh, you know. Like, so he's just run like run me into a submarine, which is like, hey guys, Aquaman, we're gonna go party over here. Who wants to come? Totally voluntary. Just communicating it to you. Oh, everybody wants to come. Sweet. No, dude, he's the purple man. He's like, <laughs> he's the Kilgrave of the ocean. But anyway, so my point is, I don't want to see her go that route. But at the same time, I kind of want to see her go that route. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the vibe that it was sort of like a thing where she was, I'm manipulating your brain without your, I, I feel like it's more of, you know, uh, soothing someone who's in the hospital, uh, you know, by, by communicating with them, telling them, you know, and, and, um, uh, affirming with the, with them that they're going to be okay. Sure. On a psychic level yeah. because she, you know, Allegra or not Allegra, um, um, 
Claritin D. Um, Ultraviolet. <laughs> yes, ultraviolet. Uh, because you know, ultraviolet was unconscious, and so you know, it's not like they they couldn't sit there and say, you know, it's okay, we have this under control. Um, you know, kind of like giving somebody who's uh, you know having a panic attack a sedative or something like that. I guess yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. No, I mean, like, look, it was justified. I'm not saying that it wasn't, and, and it's it's fine. But I do, I don't know. Ever since, all right. So so you know, my critique of the you know, Cecile was insane thing is that it felt very forced. Now, if they use it, then I, I might, I might backtrack a little bit with some of my critique there because like maybe the Cecile as the psycho pirate wasn't just a one, one time concept. Maybe we're actually seeing Cecile go in more of a super villain route, which would be totally unexpected, but to some extent, totally unexpected sounds exciting. That uh, would certainly subvert expectations of Cecile. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on what's going on with Cecile. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like Cecile, you know, she's working as this DA getting these metas off of their crimes so she can go and kill them vigilante style, (laughs) you know, something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know about, about that, but maybe, maybe you never know. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, the, the parents, um, Joe is out here, uh, getting some investigatory, um, I guess not a journalist, not a cop. Just a concerned citizen is what he is. He's out here. I mean, is he a PI now? I mean, he's basically a PI now. It seems like that would be a good route to take him because uh, they, they, I think they need to firm up what his future is, um, you know, because he seems to have this desire to like, you know, support good cops, but like he was a good cop and he quit. And I mean, he did so to, to, you know, make a point, which is great, but at this end, you know, and I, I get, you know, I get the, 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 the mindset behind that, but at the same time, it puts him in a little bit of like this awkward position of like, well, what's going on with you? Like what, what, where, where, where do you fall when this is all said and done? And I'm sure we'll find out, but we do discover through his, uh, you know, uh, concerned citizen meddling that Kramer is actually against her brother, which actually means bell it's Kramer versus Kramer. I know. I'm so excited. I actually looked up a uh, season uh, or like this season's episode titles to see if they've, made one that's Kramer versus Kramer because if they haven't they should. Right. Um and I am super excited to see if if they will do it and they have to. Like not exactly how I said it was going it was going to go out. Um No, you although, accidentally called this. You 100% yeah. accidentally not intentionally called this. Yeah, it's 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 definitely Kramer versus Kramer. It's Kramer although, versus Kramer. Yeah, yeah. Although I had a thought. All right. Um when um she was kind of uh recalling the 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 incident that happened and she couldn't really remember much like a thought popped into my head that perhaps she was knocked unconscious and they cloned her or made a robotic copy or something and like implanted her thoughts in this one so it can like subvertly work for for them and their nefarious means and so then we would have kramer versus kramer versus kramer oh where it's kramer oh the brother and kramer the clone versus kramer the real oh all right let me i'm gonna take you i'm gonna i'm gonna do you one better okay what if the Kramer versus Kramer storyline is actually directly tied to the Godspeed storyline. And so all the Godspeeds are actually Kramer. So it's Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer versus all the other Kramers. I'll do you one. Why is all of them Kramers? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it'll be uh, interesting to see where that goes. That plot line seems so disconnected from everything else that's going on. It, it is hard to care about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like at the end of that episode, I'm like, is Joe dead? Cause like, I don't think he got out of the car fast enough. Oh, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's, pro- he's probably fine. Actually, he's going to come up. He's going to be a clone. So it's going to be Joe versus Joe versus Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. Here's what's going to happen, man. He's going to he, you think he's dead, but then it turns out he's going to wake up and he's surrounded by alternate Joes from various timelines. Yes. Yes. So Barry and Iris, they uh, they, they were busy this episode, Bill. I mean, of all the places you could go, the supply closet at Star Labs. No, that was that was that was the previous previous episode. This is what oh, like so this episode they were out of town. They weren't. That's spending- right. That's right. They're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bell, Bell, hang on. Did you think they were spending the entire episode in the supply closet? I mean, why not? It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Dis- disregard everything I just said about when you could choose anywhere else to go. <laughs> Look, run with it, okay? <laughs> Barry's like, oh yeah, Cisco, you turn the future room into uh, a safe room so nobody can get in. Nobody, right? Now I- that would have been hilarious if. Um, you know, he tells them to go into the time room and forgets that they have all this, like, you know, stuff in there. Yeah, like candles and, like, roses and, like, you know. Chains and whips and yeah. swings. Oh, and- my. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so, well, they, they were they were having some fun. Barry got back. He, he looked very refreshed. Anyway, uh, so next episode, like the, like the one before it, Iris. You remember Iris, man? Um, I have a one week memory, so I don't know who you're talking about. If you, thank God you don't have a two week memory because then you'd, you'd really be lost. <laughs> they, they were they're like, what? So. All right. So here's, here's the thing with this. What if we just did the pod? What if we had opened the podcast with me being like, Bell, Bell's here and uh, don't respond to me while I'm talking to you, Bell, because you're definitely here. Def- definitely, definitely here. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and, and, and <laughs> we could do like a muffled cell phone voice. There wasn't no, even actually, a muffled no, there cell wasn't phone even voice. A, yeah, there wasn't even a muffled cell phone voice. There was, there was nothing. It's like he's leaving voicemails. Okay, there was... For two uh, weeks. Where uh, was she? What was, On Happy Days, you had the Fonz, and then who was who was Opie on Happy Days? You remember that kid's uh, name? Oh, it, was, it wasn't Ron Howard, was it? No, it was Ron Howard, but I can't remember his character's name on Happy Days. Han Rauerer. Was it Howie? I can't remember. Anyway, point is... He was, I remember the latter scenes, or latter seasons, or perhaps the last season, I can't remember. I was not a, uh, a huge Happy Days fan, but at the same time, it was constantly on at my grandparents' house. And I remember- Up your nose with a rubber hose. Right. That's all I know. Well, I remember he hit the, the machine, and it played music, and then the two ladies would just kind of magically walk to him, because I guess the Fonz is also a supervillain? Anyway, point is, <laughs> point is, on the series finale of that show- uh, Ron Howard did not come back, but they still wanted to have some sense of closure. So the character called into the episode and they all passed around the phone. We couldn't hear his voice. We just heard them reacting to silence. And that was supposed to be as if he was there. And it's egregious is all I can really wow. say. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. I think you could still find it on YouTube. And uh, and And to me... This episode really felt like like that. It also felt a lot like Ralph showing up in that giant, ridiculous helmet thing with a weird mechanical voice that doesn't even have the cadence of his own voice. <laughs> that was that was kind of weird. This was a and this was the one where they might be pregnant. Like Iris seems like she plays a critical role in that duo of a team there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like like that that was the 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 thing I kept thinking this whole entire episode was like Star Labs has this like super protective dome. They have the the time vault. They have all these different places where you can go and you can be incredibly incredibly safe. And yet Barry keeps 
multiple times he mentions Iris is at home, so that's the safest place she can be. It's like, like, why is your house safer than Star Lab? I mean, oh, I guess Star Labs doesn't have a security system. Well, I mean, Star Labs is typically pretty terrible. I mean, like the fact that they had this like force field, I was like, whoa, wait, where did this? Yeah, come why, from? yeah, like, yeah. Like, why don't we like implicate this? All like, why don't we turn this on all the time? Yeah, like, like, but like, you know. what is so safe about the house? Uh, nobody's ever broken into the house. I mean, never. It never happens. Yeah, it it's safe. That's it's that's an expensive set piece, man. Well, that's you know, that's not going anywhere. Except for all the times that people have broken into the house, <laughs> have they? Yeah. Um, 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 Mirror Master. But other than Mirror Master, has anybody broken into the house? Uh, yeah, hasn't. I swear, other people have. I don't think so. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know other than Mirror Master, I don't think anybody's broken into their house. I want to say, didn't Eobard get in there? Uh, no. No, I'm I'm no cuz they didn't live there at a time when Eobard would have been that kind of active. Yeah. Or active in that that capacity. I, but correct us if I'm wrong. I you know, so you know, from a narrative standpoint it is the safest <laughs> place because nobody ever breaks in that house. <laughs> Nobody's getting no, in there. But I think this is the thing. For me, the most distracting element here was the fact that Candace was clearly not in this episode, which was weird because they clearly wanted Iris in this episode. And when those kind of things happen, what's going on behind the scenes distracts from the story that's coming through. Like if you need to shift around characters because you've got way too many characters on your show, a problem, of course, that the Flash has never had to grapple with. Uh, but if you've got too many characters on your show, as sarcasm, obviously they've got way too many characters on this show. Uh, if, if you have to shift around these characters, why shift Iris from this particular one? You know what I mean? Like, especially when we've got this entire Kramer versus Kramer, like, side side quest that does not feel as though it's either connected or going to pay off in any kind of significant way. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it's two weeks now and I'm assuming they're not filming these episodes uh, sequentially. I'm assuming they're filming, you know, parts of multiple episodes at once. Right. Sure. And it, it just, it just, yeah, it felt really weird for her to not be there. It's, I mean, especially like you said with this episode where that's kind of like, this is a Barry and Iris thing. And so why isn't she there to like, you know, celebrate in that or, or be a part of it? It's just, it's just so weird. It felt really, really weird. And I mean, like other, like otherwise there was a lot about this episode that I really loved. The fight sequence in particular was incredible as much as I kind of went on that rant at the beginning of all this. Like, you know, I love the fact that we got Nora, Nora back. I love that just that, that instant nostalgia kick, but also just the excitement of like the potential of seeing Nora again. Uh, I hope this was, I hope this wasn't, just a little like like hey member mem- mem- <laughs> yeah I don't want no no member berries here I want I want I want Nora I hope I hope you don't play around with me show okay don't play around with me <laughs> yeah I mean it's yeah it's it's coming it's certainly coming but it, sure. it was just it's just really weird to not have Iris in this episode at all um yeah that felt off that felt way 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 off and it it just I don't know it it does make me wonder like what like okay. But we got Sulina Kyle last week, which, by the way, are we supposed to not like Sulina? It seems like her character has kind of shifted from like she seems more like curt and short with people as opposed to. Th- but I guess that was maybe a persona she was playing to try to, like, you know, dupe her way into Team Flash and get her, you know, agenda accomplished, whatever it may be with Black Hole last, uh, you know, last time we saw her and stuff. But like, yeah, right. this season, it's all been she's like. Well, like she shows up on Star Labs and she immediately starts kind of like taking command of the team. And it's like, whoa, whoa, Sulina, like you just joined. Yeah. Like, come on, like, like read the room. Get this. Like, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just trying to take control of, like, you know, a family situation. And, I mean, granted, she does have this, you know, uh, dynamic with, you know, uh, uh, ultraviolet and that sort of thing. So there's a history there. So I, I do get it. But I guess that's my point, right? So I'm not saying that anything that she's doing is out of character. I'm just wondering if we're supposed to like her as a character. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I feel like we probably are. Um, or maybe they're just trying to like give that because so, that I mean you know that pseudo antagonistic sort of edge was kind of like an HR sort of thing where you know he, he like that gruff exterior hides a big heart kind of thing and maybe you're talking about Harry not HR yeah 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 Harry um but you know maybe it's maybe it's that kind of uh situation maybe where it's like there's this gruff exterior because you know her future husband is melted and is going to be replaced by another actor uh, <laughs> and maybe that's just bothering her i i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> well i mean i think we that would bother any of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i but that's the thing so we got it's an odd like the character all right so so we've talked about this right like allegra and chester are characters that have been added on the show and i know this is the part this is the portion of the podcast where bo talks about there being too many characters but but hear me out okay Allegra and Chester make sense coming onto this show because Cisco leaving kind of created a bit of a vacuum. And we've known for some time that Cisco was going to leave. It's weird the way that it kind of happened because I felt like the writing was on the wall for years and they kind of prepped for it for quite some time. And now that he's gone, we've actually got these kind of characters to kind of help facilitate the role, Chester in particular. Allegra does kind of have that, you know, she, she does have that kind of, Caitlin-esque, I'm a meta, but there's kind of these elements of my powers I don't fully yet understand. And, you know, there is a lot of beam warfare that I know that Bell hates, but, <laughs> you know, those ranged blasters can come in, come in handy when you're close to, you know, close to close hand-to-hand combat, man. You got you to gotta have your ranged DPS. So <laughs> I think that, like, uh, you know, it, it is interesting, though, because it seems as though these characters were introduced to be the new Caitlin and Cisco. But then we kept Caitlyn and Cisco for a long time. And then on top of that, we got Caitlyn split up into both Caitlyn and Frost. And so it almost seems like we prepped for a transition on the show that didn't quite happen. And in some ways just happened kind of later in, in terms of Cisco. But regardless, they make sense, I guess is what I'm saying, uh, yeah. into the mix of the show. Yeah. Sulina makes no sense whatsoever. I'm sorry. She doesn't. She made sense as it related to kind of the, the Ralph storyline. And I love the fact they kind of subverted your expectations with uh, Sue in particular, and that she kind of became this, this world, you know, this world's Catwoman, And, you know, I, I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I, I was tracking with it. It was all good, but you know, as someone who also felt like that Ralph was kind of a forced character that didn't make a lot of sense, you know, so then too does she, especially when Ralph is gone. And so it's like, all right, well, we don't necessarily need these characters. Likewise, the Kramer character seems to exist to help Joe transition out of being a policeman into whatever he's about to become. But that seems like the kind of thing that could happen over one to two episodes. It doesn't necessarily need to be a full, you know, season long storyline, especially and this meaning no disrespect here, but he's already kind of in that retirement. Age. Like you could just, he could just retire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I don't know that we need a big Epic, like, huge career change path at this stage in the game for Joe. Like he can just kind of retire and be a consultant or like you said, a PI on, on his own or whatever, or whatever have you. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily, we don't necessarily need a, a full, you know, separate plot line to go along with that. But anyway, so all that to say, we've got a lot of characters still. 
And the, the when those characters start eating away time from kind of who should be the primary protagonists, uh, specifically Barry and Iris, ooh, that's rough. And it's extremely rough when it's a story like this where Iris should be directly tied to it. So yeah. 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 It, that's 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 my rant for this week. I'm sure I'll have another one next week. I, yeah, I mean like I, I, I enjoyed I'm 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 enjoying the Kramer versus Kramer thing going on here. Um I think it's something interesting for Joe, but I do agree that it 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 doesn't uh it shouldn't take precedence over Barry and Iris. And so I don't know if it was like I'm I'm just curious, like did something happen behind the scenes, like what's going on here, um, as to why, you know, Iris didn't show up. Uh uh, and the, you know, the, the episode before this, it made sense. I think these actors matter yeah. on with this show. I mean, like we've talked about it before, but it seems like a lot of them started kind of phoning in their performances. Uh, there's clearly been issues behind the scenes in terms of the creation for it, which is rough. I mean, as fans of the character and the franchise and honestly fans of, of a lot of the people behind the scenes and in terms of, you know, the actors and, and otherwise, you know, you, we, we want to see them succeed and we want to see them tied to, you know, some really quality work. And honestly, you know, things have been slipping for some time. And I think the biggest thing that a lot of us are really hoping for is a really strong finish. Now, this back half of the season, there's a lot going on that I think is very exciting. Godspeed and the kids in particular are, are you know, concepts we've wanted to see explored for a long time. So this is this is great. And I think we're heading in, in the right direction to at least finish this season off uh, the right kind of way. But man, when you start taking char- characters away, like, you know, like Iris <laughs> in the storyline about whether or not she's pregnant... It's kind of like, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> like, who, who thought that was a good yeah, idea? And I'm wondering if it's something like, you know, uh, in this, in, for, for her contract for this season, if there's something like, you know, uh, X amount of episodes, you think? I mean, like, that's what I assumed, but then it's like, well, well maybe shift maybe her not, to a different episode from that standpoint. Yeah, maybe not like an X amount of episodes, but something more like, you know, if I, if, if something comes up, um, like another opportunity for me to do something like scheduling yeah. for this show can't impact that. And so they would have to schedule around her. And maybe in this particular case, they wanted to do this and like, there might not have been as many scenes. And so they're like, well, we'll just cut her scenes and do the phone call things. And that will make it so that she can do her other thing that she wants to do. And, you know, stay in the show and stuff like that. I guess so, so. I mean, that's, that's possible. And I mean, like, you know, obviously this is a year with so many different complications in terms of production. So, I mean, like there is, there's certainly some grace that I think needs to be levied, you know, at at, yeah. at this season as a whole. But yeah, I don't know. I, I it it's hard just because you you do recognize the the you know as as an audience member you can't help but like see, like man, this is team. You know, the the Flash has a lot of characters that aren't the Flash that aren't connected with the Flash except for like tangent. You know, like you know again. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. I, I finished my rant. I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm good there. Yeah. Uh, Killer Frost with uh, with uh, Mark. I, I feel like we had a good name for him and now I'm blanking on it. I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, so point is that um, they're fun. I, I thought that was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Like it was one of those where it's, you know, it's. It's sort of funny because, like, at one thing, he's like, you can't judge me for what I did in the past. And then the next scene, he's like, I'm a villain. I don't know if I'm going to be good. And it's like, but <laughs> you, you just said it's like she shouldn't judge you for what you did in the past. So, like, do good stuff now. And he's like, I can't do good stuff. It's not in my nature. It's like, so then you just contradicted yourself. Like, what are you what is yeah. going on here? Well, that's the great thing about him. He's an idiot. And like, you know, he's not <laughs> trying to not be an idiot. I, I kind of appreciate the show because it's like, no, see this guy. He's an idiot. It's like, oh, OK. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I can, I can rock with that. And you know, he's 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 over there just uh, 
manipulating Killer Frost. Yeah. I did like the fact that we saw Killer Frost. I, you know, I love, you know, so Killer Frost is a great character. And and I, I've really been enjoying her, especially since she separated from Caitlyn. Um, like, the the notion that she has kind of almost this juvenile mindset, especially when it comes to the boys. Uh, but at the same time, like she has this very like cold exterior and this very like kind of hardcore exterior and everything, but it's kind of like coding around this, this, I uh, like a little sense of innocence that either she's like hanging on to, or, uh, she doesn't quite know how to, how to deal with. And I like the fact that Mark kind of, you know, causes her to have to, to figure out whether or not it's worth letting her guard down or not. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, they've, they've got a good rapport. I like the fact that he's dumb and I like the fact that, <laughs> that she kind of acts a little dumb around him and, and does some things that are a little <laughs> stupid. Uh, I think, I think, cause that's what love does, man. We doesn't, you're not, I'm not saying they're in love, but you know, when, when you got that crush, sometimes you make bad decisions. And yeah. It's, it's fun to see killer frost make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, I also liked in the fight sequence that we had kind of two frost based, two frost based characters going up against a team of speedsters. You know, they, they leaned on that pretty hard when, uh, Captain Cold was uh, introduced. The fact that uh, Cold uh, is kind of almost a pseudo kryptonite to, uh, you know, the the way in which speedsters engage with the world around them, and and so I, I you know, I, I liked that, you know, they they represent kind of a good foil to an, an entire army of speedsters going up against Star Labs. But they so. didn't use their powers once. They did. They used it a couple times actually, but they did like when when the chips were down when when finally uh you know the. Uh, Chester blasted out the the frequency bomb. I suppose uh, it, it was a little bit like, okay, they're depowered. D- g- freeze them, freeze them. <laughs> right, like 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 that's that's what I'm talking about. Like the, the the prime opportunity for them to use their powers to disable or destroy these robots, they just they were just like, oh, we're just gonna beat them up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're back, and now we're just gonna huddle into the corner and still not use our powers. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I was like, what was going on with that? Like, it, you know, it was, like there it was well choreographed, cool fight scene and stuff. But I'm like, you know, throw in some power stuff. Let's do that. How about it? Yeah, but they've never been very good about that. Like, no, 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 no meta on this show ever uses their powers effectively. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's not that's not all that surprising from that standpoint. Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to think. Uh, Chester. Oh, we got to make. There was a make. Uh, what was it? Uh, Allegra mentioned. That Chester was a pacifist. Have, have we heard that said about him in the past? You know, it, when Allegra said that that episode, I was like, oh, okay, uh, this is news to me. Uh, maybe this is just something they talked about off screen. And then Allegra just had to remind the audience because they never <laughs> talked about it before. Right, you know, right. <laughs> It's like, because, you know, the, the question there would be like, well, why isn't Chester doing anything? Why isn't he fighting? And I don't know if he's ever actually come out and said he's a pacifist, but um, he's he's never like taken direct action against a villain, has he? Uh, he's I tried mean, to help in ways. Well, I mean, arguably, like he wants to help. what he did today was direct action. He even said like, "Oh, we'll scramble their brains for good measure." That's not exactly a pacifist move. Well, I guess like for robots, it's 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 a different story for him. I don't know. Do we the Godspeed clones are not? Do we know that they're robots? It's been very unclear as to what the Godspeed, you know, clone drones are. That first Godspeed that showed up this episode, yeah, big robot vibes. Yeah, I don't I, know oh if yeah. you felt them, yeah. but I, I felt them. So I, I'm, I'm just saying they're, they're like speed robots or something. I could be. I they speak with modem talk. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, like robots. you didn't. That was that was an elective in high school. You didn't take it. Modem speak. Yeah. 
Well, no, because I, you know, I, I could, I could read the trends, and I knew that modems wouldn't be around very much longer wow. as soon as we got out of high school. So, the joke's on you. That's coming back around, and when it does, when the modems start ruling the world, man, I'll be able to talk to our overlords, and you, my friend, <laughs> uh, will have to get me to translate for you. So, I don't, I don't know how that benefits me at all. But anyway, regardless, yeah, definitely some robot vibes there. But we'll see, uh, we'll see what ends up happening. All right, so I just want to make sure because there's a lot that happened this episode. There was or over the lot of the course of these two episodes with all these characters. I think we covered everything. Did we forget anybody? Um, Gideon also in this episode. Uh, Joe and Cecile's baby also not in not this in this episode. episode. No, that <laughs> nobody cares about that baby. <laughs> unfortunately, like Joe's out on this on this stakeout with Kramer. Right, Cecile's in Star Labs. Their babysitter must make bang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so that's I think that's it. I think I think I think we were able to cover everybody. You know, we got we got kind of a lot of speedster speculation mixed throughout, so we don't really have a specific speedster speculation. Although I do, you know what? That's not entirely true. So let, let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's jump into speedster speculation. Because I mean, I think the real speculation here is what is going on with Godspeed. The notion that there is a a Godspeed civil war is interesting. We know that you know whoever the kind of Godspeed Prime is that they want to be the fastest, they want to get all the velocity. What what? What's going on here, Bell? You know, is what Barry said was kind of interesting because he's like, they weren't trying to save me. They were just trying to destroy them. And so, I mean, is I don't know, because it, it sort of feels like, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing. Sure. But like with Godspeeds, I don't know. Um, perhaps there is a dispute amongst the Godspeeds as to how to effectively get unlimited velocity and... Maybe one of them is like, we'll get Barry because he's kind of the source and he will eventually become the speed force. And maybe the other ones are like, no, 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 no. He's going to have kids in the future. And with three speedsters, we'll be able to siphon more, get more velocity. I don't know. Like, uh, huh. All right. So here's like, like, here's a question. Okay. We, we know the kids are coming, right? Yeah. Okay. What if the kids are Godspeed and it's a Nora versus Bart situation in the future? That's wild speculation, mind you, but like, like I'm throwing that out. Oh, wow. Like, they both have Godspeed armies that they're sending back in time? Yeah, because a Godspeed civil war is not interesting. You know what's interesting? A Flash family civil war. That would be nuts. Right? I, I don't see them doing that at all. No, I don't think so at all. <laughs> I don't think that'd so. Be absolute, yeah, that, that would be absolutely <laughs> wild. Like, But I am trying to think, because, I mean, think about it. We know, I mean, we can safely theorize that the children's story is going to be directly tied to the Godspeed story. Right. I mean, like if we if we just kind of accept that as, you know, a relative certainty, then the question becomes, of course, how like how are the children tied to what's going on with Godspeed? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of it's kind of where I'm stuck, too, because is it something where if Godspeed wants the velocity, you would think that having more well, having more speedsters would be more difficult because there'd be more speedsters, but there'd also be more speed force to absorb well unless the drones are some sort of like energy transfer type situation like let's say they're all connected to them and so it's almost as if they are extensions like you know uh you know, getting more you know food in my body helps power my hand right so it's not in and both you know so I'm, my hand is using to go and get more food for my body and then therefore is able to to power my hand does that Makes sense. Is that a bad analogy? Yeah, yeah. Well, like you use your hand to put food into your body. Right, exactly. So from that standpoint, yeah. especially if the idea is that these Godspeeds are all kind of in sort of a drone type of relationship with the Prime, it's not that 
he's expunging additional energy for more God speeds. It's that, you know, they're just a part of him. It's just, it's just him from that standpoint. Yeah, that makes sense. But then why fight against himself? Could it be right, alien here. hand syndrome? <laughs> I'm wondering, hear me out. Okay. No, no, this is a real thing. Okay. What is, I have no idea what you're talking about. So go for it. Really? You, you never heard of alien hand syndrome? No, sir. I have not. Come on. Well, so like in, in some specific type of uh, seizure patients, there is a procedure they can do where, you know, you have your two hemispheres of your brain okay. and they're joined by this thing called the corpus callosum and the corpus callosum, like, you know, facilitates transfers of electrical signals across hemispheres of your brain. Well, in, in this specific type of uh, a seizure uh, patient, you can sever the corpus callosum. And because, you know, seizures are like electrical impulses in your brain that, that go haywire, um, those seizures stop. But one weird side effect from this is that uh, it's called alien hand syndrome. And it's like, I, I can't remember if it's if your left hand dominant, like your right hand, or if your dominant hand becomes the one that's weird. But like people will have reports of, you know, trying to eat food with a spoon and then the other hand will knock the spoon out of their hand just inexplicably without them doing anything. Huh. Or like they'll wake up with their hand around their neck trying to choke themselves and like weird stuff like that. Um that's yeah, terrifying. I saw a documentary on it. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really crazy. So so basically, all I'm saying is that Godspeed in the future has had um, uh, he had seizures, and so he got this corpo his corpus callosum severed to to cure the seizures, and now he has two Godspeed armies fighting each other. That's the only explanation that makes any sense. Uh, we 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 have not had an OMG science in a minute. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I. I well, I mean, I don't see that, but I, I see that you see that, and that that I don't know, Bell. I think, um, I think, I think. Let, let me just offer up a different, a different. Yeah, if you can come up with something better than that, you lay it on me. <laughs> what if we're dealing with Godspeed? Like the war between Godspeeds have to do with two points in Godspeed's personal timeline. Like his future self is warring with his past self. Like, okay, so so that that's that's interesting. So which one? Well, but but still, it's not like a, it's not like a, these are trying to absorb all of Barry's power and these are trying to save Barry. It's like they're trying to stop each other. But like, why? If Godspeed wants infinite velocity, why would he? Maybe he realizes he doesn't later on or or he gets it and it's imprisoned him or something. It's possible. Yeah, he's done something terrible. And he, so he's like, you know, I'm trying to stop my crime. So let me use my Godspeed drones to go out and stop my past self and that'll erase me from the timeline but that'll have means that i did not create the timeline that we currently live in so it's like a um kind of like a bart in young justice how he comes back from a terrible future to try to stop that terrible future and it means losing that future although in that situation he gets to stay in the past because different timeline or different time travel rules yeah interesting yeah yeah, there, there's just we haven't gotten a lot with Godspeed. And so a lot of the speculation and discussion that we can do is all, you know, me coming up with weird medical conditions to explain it. Uh, <laughs> so, right. yeah, like like because I, I thought I thought Godspeed and Black Hole were going to be tied. I was I was you know pretty convinced that, that there was something that Black Hole was doing with Godspeed um, in order to uh do something because you know they have the light based stuff and then you got the um the 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 lightning is you know it's like plasma and it's light and like maybe they're using godspeed to do something like that but it seems like we've kind of wrapped up black hole without any other um i'm totally fine with that 
you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's no tie-ins with there. There's no tie-ins with Godspeed. And so now it's just kind of a mystery. And I feel like we're going to get an explanation to at least part of that mystery or some idea of who's behind Godspeed as soon as we see the twins, um, which, you know, they're coming at some point, but who knows when. And so I think there's just going to be, maybe they'll give us some more, you know, tidbits of information here and there as Chester figures something out, or maybe, you know, they, they capture another one um, and they and they do some some tinkering with it or whatever. But um, yeah, right now it's, it's really dry on the speculation front as far as like Godspeed and his plan, other than he wants infinite velocity. It's just, it's really hard to speculate off of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know what? We'll, we'll get more uh, very soon. We'll get more very soon. So we'll, we'll see where, where they take things. We want to hear your thoughts. Where do you think the, uh, the Godspeed Civil War is going? Uh, let us know. You can, of course, email into the show, flash at bodistery.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk, or you can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. But we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can tweet into the show at Flash TV Talk, or you can tweet into Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podesteri.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. All right, man. That is going to do it for us for this week. Uh, shout out to the good folks at tvtalk.fm. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll be back in a flash.